What is up, guys? It's David from Free Wine and Love and Bread. Before we get the show started today, um, just want to let you guys know how you can follow us, support us, see what we got going on because we got a lot of new stuff coming your way. Um, as always, follow us Instagram. Just type in Free Wine and Love and Bread. You should find us. Same thing with Facebook and YouTube. Go subscribe to our page, like our videos, watch our videos, um, all of that. We do have a Patreon under Free Wine and Love and Bread. If you want to support the podcast, we're going to have new content on there pretty regularly for you guys. Um, other than that, we have a new website we just put up. It's freewineunleavenedbread.com. Freewineunleavenedbread.com. Um, hit us up there to see what we got going on. Send us prayer requests, um, things of that nature. We're going to keep that updated weekly for you guys. And as always, thank you for your support. Um, thank you for the time you spent listening to the podcast. And we all really appreciate it. Um, yeah. Enjoy the show. Um, so let's get into some, something that I wanted to talk about, make sure we talked about on this topic, uh, was deceiving ourselves and having a distorted view of God. Um, and one scriptural reference that I had that I wanted to kind of get into, uh, was this, uh, the book of Job starts out so weird. So, so weird. Uh, I mean, first you got the, like the whole description of like all of Job's possessions and it even like includes his children as his possessions. Um, but it goes into, uh, this is the subtitle. It's Satan allowed to test Job. Uh, and it says that now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan also came among them. The Lord said to Satan, from where have you come? Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro on the earth and walking and walking up and down on it. And the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, uh, a blameless and upright man who fears God and turns away from evil? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for no reason? Have you not put a hedge around him and his house and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has in your hand, only, uh, behold, all that he has is in your hand. Only against him do not stretch out your hand. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord uh, to test Job. And so kind of Satan takes away all of his, all of his possessions, even kills all of his kids. Mm-hmm. Stop. <laughs> Cooper, sit. Uh, and then in the second chapter, it goes, it, it like it repeats this whole scenario. Um, only this time, Satan is allowed to like f- physically apprehend Job. Um, and this time, like it, it's it's God bringing up Job again, um, and then Satan being like, "Well, if you let me do this, then he'll turn around and curse you." And stuff like that. And then the whole book of Job, the whole next 30 chapters, is Job like trying to figure out what he did wrong to receive all of this evil. And the Bible calls it evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's his friends like questioning him and trying to figure out what he did wrong and all this stuff. And Job is just like, I've been righteous before the Lord. I haven't done anything wrong. I followed the law to a T. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the very end, God comes in and I mean, he just makes this power move 
and he's like, uh, were you around when I created the foundations of the earth and all this stuff? And he's just saying, he like, basically it's just this whole spiel about how I'm God and you're not. And mm-hmm. so like, why question these things? Stuff like that. Um, and I recently heard a, a point of view on the book of Job that really got me thinking and I was kind of curious about it. Um, and the point of view on it was that this whole book is addressing a distorted view of God. Um, if you So the first two chapters, when we have this encounter between God and Satan, it really just does not sound like the character of God to just allow like, these things to happen. To allow these things to happen. But also, it's honestly, it sounds like God is just provoking Satan to kind of like, like, hey, have you considered my servant Job? Why don't you go mess with him? That doesn't sound like God. Um, and then we also have throughout the scripture saying that God cannot be tempted. And yet here is Satan saying, if you allow me to do this, then, you know, I'll prove you wrong kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so to me, that sounds like Satan's tempting God. And that I could be wrong. Maybe it's just a, you know, a false in- interpretation. But it kind of lines up with this point of view that I heard that this whole book is addressing a distorted view of God and then it's God coming in um, and correcting that point of view. Mm-hmm. It's God coming in and saying, I've laid down the f- foundations of the earth and all this stuff. And I ha- I have given you all that you have. You've done nothing to earn it. So the the sort of view of God is this, is that he is a consumer God. Mm-hmm. And that, that he reward, like it's strictly God, I do these things for you. So you give these things to me. If I do evil, then you return evil. If I do good, then you return good. And that's the distorted view of God that it's, uh, addressing, um, when in when in reality, it's God just it's God wanting to bless us, and so He blesses us, um, and that it's like it, it's honestly the gospel. It's like God chose us. He wanted to give us what we need, and all these things, um, and we did nothing to earn them. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, that was a long, long <laughs> spiel. That that I mean, but it was good. Um, well, yeah. What are y'all? What are y'all's mm, thoughts? Well, on that? Satan's the accuser, mm-hmm. and so God's not caught up on the details. Satan's caught up on the details, and he looks for things to accuse us of before God, because God is a righteous judge. And I think that's why knowing His word is so important, because He tells us, you know, if you do these things, it you, there'll be blessing in your life, and if you do these things, there'll be curses. You know what I mean? Like he tells us these things to protect us, not because he's just trying to, you know what I mean? Control, but it's for our protection and because of his love for us and Satan's the accuser. So he's going to look for things to go bring before God that we haven't repented of and say, Hey, they did this. And you say that you're a righteous judge and your words that, you know what I mean? Like Satan knows the scripture too. Yeah. And so he's looking for accounts to accuse us on because we stay in a place of unrepentance with Job. I need to honestly, if I'm being transparent with you guys, probably study the book itself more. But I will say that it seemed the parts that I do remember 
going over that Job was doing things out of fear, not out of faith, just in case his kids or whatever messed up. You know what I mean? But I mean, that's my take on it. Period is Satan is the accuser. God is a righteous judge. He has to righteously judge. And we can't afford to live an unrepented life and think and deceive ourselves thinking that just because we do right things, we're earning salvation. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of like what I'm getting at with the, with that whole point of view of yeah. the book of Job. Yeah, I like that take on it because that's not really something I've ever thought of before. But I know reading Job, I've always been like so curious as to why, like, I guess God acted the way he did because it does seem so out of character and it's like I think I remember hearing a different take on it too how it was like I guess throughout the book of Job Job is always kind of doubting and he's always letting like his friends especially and his wife at that one time speak these negative thoughts into him and getting him to doubt God and then at the end he finally is like oh okay like his faith and his eyes are put back on God and then God restores everything that he had lost like two times but it is it is confusing. That's still something that I'm not 100. percent Yeah. Sure. Um, and I don't. I don't want to get a, get totally caught up on the whole Job thing. I really just wanted to bring it up to address our distorted views of God. Mm-hmm. And one of those is that like we we obey Him out of fear, mm-hmm. um, out of fear of not getting what we want, mm-hmm. or a fear of getting things that we don't deserve or that we don't feel we deserve. Um, and it, it, it it's so easy for all of us to get to this point where we're like, God, I've been doing all these things right. Why am I not receiving what I think I should receive? Because mm-hmm. it's a free gift. Yeah. yeah, Especially, I think, the culture we live in, it's such a, like, you work, how hard you work mm-hmm. kind of determines how much you have in yeah. a way. And so it's so hard turning that around when it comes to relationship with Jesus or any relationship. Yeah. But I think that's kind of interesting how culture and society can really warp our view of Jesus and really deceive us into the difference between society and like God. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we've got to be careful of not allowing society to uh, dictate what our view of God is. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a big way you discern that is, is it teaching, who is it teaching God is, yourself or God? Yeah. I think that's a big, because a lot of the things in this world that are sinful are for self, and they're they're not for God. They're, self, they're teaching, well, I mean, they're, take this, like, a lot of people, uh, this got brought up in one of my small group the other night, so... <laughs> A lot of people think that, you know, Satanism is like, you know, worshiping Satan. It's more about them teaching worshiping yourself. Mm-hmm. That's the doctrine is it's like do what you want when you want to do it. What seems right to you is right. Um, and kind of making you the moral arbiter of what is right and what is wrong instead of making God what is right, what is wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big way you discern and don't be deceived. As you ask, what is this doctrine teaching? Is it teaching self self um, gratification or is it teaching godly principles to serve God and to lift him up? 
And so that's just, that's worth thinking about when you're trying to figure out if, if you are being deceived or not, if what you're intaking into your life is, is not necessarily sinful, but is not pleasing to God, is not uplifting God. Yeah. So. 